Today we're finishing our study from the book of Galatians. Uh, so I invite you to go in your bulletins or your Bibles in Galatians chapter 6, verses uh, 11 through 18. Next week we will continue or we will start a new series from the Gospel of John. So we're reading today Galatians 6, verses 11 through 18. This is the Word of God. See with what large letters I'm writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who will force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they might not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they might boast in your flesh. But, but, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. For now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear in my own body the marks of of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your grace through our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to this world, took flesh, and dwelt among us and die on the cross, receiving the punishment that we deserved to give us new life, eternal life. We thank you that you have opened the eyes of our hearts to see the truth of the gospel. And we pray for those who are not yet believers, that you will also open the eyes of their hearts so they could see the wonderful good news that we have in your word. May you help us as we consider these verses, as we conclude this book that we study together to magnify your name, to praise our Lord Jesus Christ for who he is, to boast only in Jesus. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we have been studying together, we know by this point that Paul wrote this letter to the Galatians because he was concerned that they might lose the understanding or the message of the gospel. He and his co-worker Barnabas went to Asia Minor, which is the modern Turkey, uh, and he, they preached the gospel. They preached the gospel to this region, the region of Galatia, no Asia Minor, but the region of Galatia. And many people who were Gentiles, who were no part of uh, the covenant people, came to faith in Christ. They understood the good news. 
they celebrated and they praised God for sending Jesus to grant them salvation. They rejoiced in knowing who Jesus was and that Jesus came to save them. They were part now of the church of Christ. They were part of the family of God. They were brothers and sisters of Paul. They were Paul's uh, flock. He preached the gospel to them. He really cared about them. And he heard that after he departed, there was a group of people uh, that you can refer to them as the Judaizers or circumcision party who came to the same group preaching a different gospel. They came preaching to them that they needed to be circumcised in order to be saved. That it was not enough, Christ alone for salvation, but they needed something in addition to that. The slogan is what we can find in Acts 15, one that says like this, but some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the customs of Moses, you cannot be saved. They were preaching this to people who were already saved, people who were already members of the family of God. And we can assume by the fact that Paul saw the need of sending this letter that some of them were confused and they were thinking that maybe we didn't get the whole message of the gospel. Some commentarians would say that they were uh, preaching that they needed Moses to get done what Christ left undone. They needed circumcision in order to be saved. And that's why Paul writes to them because he knew that what was at stake was their understanding of the gospel, not just for them, but for future generations, for future Christians, for us today, and for Christians that will come after us. That it was important that he stand for the message of the gospel. That is, that we are saved in Christ alone. Christ plus nothing is what saves us. It's the work of Christ which is completed when he died on the cross. Then today when we're looking at these verses, Paul is concluding his letter. He's finishing his letter. And basically this is a conclusion of his letter. He here in these verses summarizes uh, briefly all what he has said in the previous five, six chapters. So there are three things that we'll see on these verses. One is that Paul is addressing or answering this question. He's not asking the question there, but I ask the question because I find the answer, which is why did the Judaizers want the Galatians to be circumcised? Why did the Judaizers or the circumcision party want the Galatians to be circumcised? And then he answered another question that I asked to the test is why didn't Paul want the Galatians to be circumcised. The Judaizers wanted the Galatians to be circumcised, and Paul didn't want them to be circumcised. And Paul answered in these verses why he didn't want them to be circumcised. And finally, with the last two verses, we, we get to this point where he tells us what are two of the implications of accepting circumcision 
of no accepting circumcision, but trusting in Jesus alone for salvation. Two implications of no accepting circumcision, but trusting alone in Jesus for salvation. So let's look at the first question. Why did the Judaizers want the Galatians to be circumcised? One thing that I have learned is that, not, not from this test in particular, but in life, is that we should not judge the motives of people. We should not try to, 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 to guess what are the motives and judge why people do this or that. So if we didn't have any information, I don't think it was right for us to say that the reason why the Judaizers were preaching circumcision, it was because this or that. Because you could say that maybe they were just simply confused and they were going there to correct what Paul was preaching and in their understanding, Paul was preaching a wrong message. But we can know the the motive because Paul revealed to us in these verses what was their motivation, why they were motivated to ask the Galatians to be circumcised. The first motivation that you find in these verses is fear. Fear of the Jews. Well, first of all, let me tell you this. One important thing that I I don't want to miss to say is that Paul starts in verse 11 telling us that he's writing this with large letters with his own hands. And this is basically probably because somebody was writing the letter for him. He was dictating the letter. And at the end, he takes the letter and he says, this is my signature. And I'm writing this in big letters because this is very important. So if you miss all the sermons from chapter 1 through 5 or 6, now let us look at these big letters that Paul is telling us here. But then I'm telling you that one of the motivations that the Judaizers had, or the reasons why the Judaizers wanted the Galatians to be circumcised is because they fear the Jews. Look what Paul says in verse 12. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who will force you to be circumcised and only in order that they may not be persecuted by the cross of Christ. It is important for us to make a difference between the Jews and this group, the Judaizers, the circumcision party, the Jews in Jerusalem and the Judaizers who came to preach a different gospel to the Galatians. In a sense, we could say that they have embraced Jesus. They did not come to Galatia, to the churches of Galatia, telling them, you have to abandon Jesus altogether. In fact, some commentarians will say that they were Christians who were Jews, who were Christians, but they had confusion. But they come not saying to the Galatians, you have to abandon Jesus, but you needed something in addition to Jesus. Why do we know that? Because we don't see Paul here saying or questioning and challenging them, saying that they are trying to confuse you, th- saying to you that Jesus is not the Savior or the Messiah. So in a sense, there was some syncretism in what they were preaching, which is mixing the gospel with some uh, foreign ideas. Basically, they come to the Galatians saying, it's okay that you may trust in Jesus, but you need also to be circumcised. Because if you are not circumcised, you are not yet saved. 
what was the, their fear? Their fear was that the Jews would persecute them for preaching or for sharing with Gentiles who were not circumcised. We had an example of that in pre- pre- previous uh, chapters when even Peter and Barnabas, when they saw the Judaizers, they were afraid of what they could report back in Jerusalem and they withdraw from having fellowship with Gentiles. They were enjoying fellowship with Gentiles because they knew that these Gentiles were believers. They were part of the kingdom of God. But as soon as they saw the Judaizers, in fear of what they could do back in Jerusalem, Peter and Barnabas withdraw from having fellowship with them. Remember, Paul confronted them to their face, to Peter, to their face, because that was knowing a step with the gospel. But the Judaizers had a similar problem as well. They were afraid of what the Jews could do against them because they were approving that Gentiles could become Christians without being circumcised. So they were acting out of fear. They were compromising the message of the gospel in fear of the consequences that they will face. As it is no strange that this happened to Peter and Barnabas, we should not be surprised that the church is challenged these days with similar things, with compromising the message of the gospel in order to adjust it to the society and make it easier for Christians to live in this society. So the first motivation that we can see from these verses is fear. The second motivation is not so far from this motivation. The second motivation is boasting. And you see that in verses 12a, or the first part of 12, verse 12, when it says, it is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who will force you to be circumcised. Verse 13, the last, last part of verse 13, or some Bibles will say verse 13b, they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. This is how Phil Rikon will describe what was going on there. This was a strange boast to make. And it shows how important circumcision has become to the Jews. Apparently, uh, the more foreskin they collected, the more impressed people will be back home in Jerusalem. The Judaizers were not really concerned about whether or not the Galatians kept God's law. They just wanted to brag about how many converts they have made. One can almost imagine them sending a mission to Galatian newsletter back to Jerusalem. 100 circumcised, the headline might read, but they were just keeping up appearances. Their ministry was all for show. Their motivation was boasting. Boasting that they went to Galatia and they were converting into Judaism those who Paul preached the gospel and got into becoming Christians. But you see, there is something that these two motivations had in common. Fear and boasting. Both of them 
are connected with fear of men. They wanted to please men rather than pleasing God. They wanted to please the Jews rather than seeing the Galatians being part of the family of Christ, growing and enjoying the benefits of Christ. They were tempted to please men rather than to please God, what moved them to fear the Jews and to boast about what they were doing in Galatia. So these are at least the two motivations that Paul revealed to us from these verses. We know that their motives were no good when they came to them. In fact, Paul will challenge them and even desire that they will be emasculated, the, the, the Judaizers, because he knew that they didn't come then to them confused or trying to help them to understand better the gospel, but because they were motivated by fear and boasting. Now, why did then Paul want the Galatians to be circumcised? This is the, the second question that I asked the test because I find that Paul is answering this question here. Why didn't Paul want the Galatians to be circumcised? The first thing is because circumcision did not fulfill the law. Read with me verse 13, the first part. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law. This can easily point us to what Paul says in Romans, the last part of Romans chapter 10. When the Jews who wanted to obtain righteousness, didn't obtain that, didn't become righteous because they pursue righteousness through their works, their own works. But Gentiles obtained righteousness, became righteous because they trusted in Jesus for salvation. So circumcision will not fulfill the law because in order to fulfill the law, you will have to keep the whole law. You will have to be perfect before God. And no one can do that. Paul was afraid that they will trust and rely on circumcision for their salvation. Then losing what is important, the understanding that they depended completely on Christ's work, knowing their own works. The second reason why Paul didn't want the Galatians to be circumcised is because any attempt to rely on something different than the cross is an attempt to steal the glory of Christ. Look what Paul says in verse 14. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. To add circumcision to our salvation or to their salvation, and in our case, to add anything to our salvation is to say that what Christ did on the cross is incompleted first, and then to say that we have something that we can bring to the table when we are saved. Therefore, you will not give Christ all glory, but you will take part of the glory because I was a good deacon, or I was a good elder, 
or I visited the people who were in need, or I, or I cared for the poor, or, or I loved my neighbors, or I went to church every Sunday, or I listened to all the sermons, or you can keep going on and on and on. Whatever you add will end in an attempt to steal the glory of Christ. Because the gospel reveals that we need Jesus because we cannot bring anything to the table. Because all of our works are infected by sin. This is why Jesus said, the only thing that I boast is in Jesus. And to boast in Jesus is to give Jesus all glory and honor. Is to say, it's all Jesus. This is why he could say, the world is dead to me and dead to the world. There is nothing here. It's all Jesus. And Paul didn't want the Galatians to be circumcised because they will be confused thinking that they actually brought something. That there was something that they could boast about. Yes, I believe in Jesus, but you know, I was a Gentile and I crossed the bridge. I became a Jew. I was circumcised. I was able to do this. It's not all Christ's glory. And he have that fear, and not just for them, but for future, future generations, as we saw before, that he was preserving the gospel for us, as we will preserve the gospel for future generations when we, when we say it is in Christ alone, and we boast in Christ alone. Third reason, because nothing else matters. This is actually, by the end of the week, what I thought should be the title of this uh, sermon. So, so you know, sometimes you get the title there earlier in the week because we have to get it earlier, but by the end of the week, I thought that this is the title of the sermon, Nothing Else Matter in Salvation but New Creation. Read with me verse 15. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor circumcision, but new creation. Remember, Jesus talking with Nicodemus, what did he need it in order to enter into the kingdom of God to be new creation? What matters is that the Holy Spirit comes to you, change your heart of rock, and give you a heart of flesh, and enable you to trust in Jesus for salvation, so his righteousness is counted as your righteousness, and therefore you are saved. What matters is that we are new creatures. What matters is not what we do externally. What matters is what Christ has done in our hearts internally. That's why Paul didn't want the Galatians to be circumcised because they will be thinking that they did something externally that granted that privilege. But it was in fact what Christ did in their hearts. And the last one, or the last reason why Paul didn't want them to be circumcised is because only through faith in Christ alone we can receive peace and mercy from God. You find this in verse 16. As for all who walk by this rule, this rule is those who trust in Jesus alone for salvation, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. 
Peace and mercy, reconciliation with God the Father, is only obtained not through works, but through the work of Christ on the cross. Through our faith in Christ on the cross. And our faith being a gift from God. That he destined to give us even before the foundation of the world. Peace and mercy could only be obtained through faith in Christ alone. This is why Paul did not want the Galatians to be circumcised. And if he will be preaching to us today, he will be using all the possible examples of things that you want to bring to the table. Things that you think that could get you to heaven. Sometimes, no consciously, but unconsciously, things that you think that you are bringing to the table. This is no discouragement for living a life that honors God and Christ and walking in a manner worthy. No, of the Lord. This is not a discouragement for that. Paul preaches that as well. But this is a discouragement for us to think that what we're bringing is what makes us accepted before God. It's only Christ and in Christ alone. Finally, what are two of two implications of no accepting circumcision but trusting in Christ alone? Paul tells us in these two last verses, two implications, two things that happen when you uh, accept Jesus only and remove circumcision or no accept circum- don't accept circumcision. The first one is persecution. Look what Paul says in verse 12. From now, on, from now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. Think about this. If you put Paul next to the Judaizers, the difference between Paul and the Judaizers is that Paul was willing to preach Christ alone. Christ and the cross. The message of the cross alone. Regardless what we will face, which was persecution, the marks of Jesus, I bury my body, the marks of Jesus, refer to all the sufferings that Paul went through in his own life. The stonings and all kinds of suffering. Why? Because he was preaching Christ and Christ alone. But the Judaizers compromised the message of the gospel in order, in order to do what? In order that they might not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Brothers and sisters, this is the price that we will have to face if we preach Christ and Christ alone. If we don't embrace the philosophies and ideas of this world in order to make the gospel more friendly to the world we will be persecuted. Some of us will be persecuted individually. Christians around the world who are missionaries are persecuted for preaching Christ and Christ alone. And the church will be persecuted for standing for Christ and Christ alone. The second implication is grace. So there is a negative, and I would say it's no negative. We actually should praise that 
We are persecuted for preaching the gospel, but the second implication is grace. And this is the benediction, the final benediction, which is the last line of the letter. How important it is. Paul closed saying, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. If you trust in Jesus alone, you are receiving God's grace. And Paul was concerned that they started well, they began well, trusting in Jesus, and now they are going to try to perfect the work of Jesus with their own works by being circumcised. But if you trust in Jesus alone for salvation, you experience and receive God's grace. Sandra and I, a uh, month and a half ago, went through uh, the citizenship interview, and I had an interesting uh, conversation with the person who was doing the interview to us. Uh, um, and one of the questions that he asked me, that is not related to the citizenship, that was aside because we went there to talk about different things, and he asked me, why you guys are so obsessed with the cross? Don't you realize that this is an offense to, to the world? Think about this. Would you be carrying a necklace with a gas chamber or, or an electric chair or, or things like that? He was offended. But it's interesting that he was the son of a pastor. He was offended by the message of the cross. And the world is going to be offended by the message of the cross. Because he confronts the world with the reality that we are broken. That we have nothing to offer but Jesus. Trusting in Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so gracious and merciful. That you love the world. That you send your only son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. Help us, Lord, to boast in Christ, to boast in the cross, to boast in what he did, to praise his name, to praise Jesus, give him all the glory for what he did for us, to be thankful for what he did for us. And we pray, Lord, that you prepare our hearts as we partake together of the Lord's Supper. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.